We are now at the fifth word when Jesus says from the cross, I am thirsty. It's found in John 19.28. And again he says, I am thirsty. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I simply ask you to forgive me and cleanse me of any sin and fill me with your spirit that you would speak to your people. And you wouldn't just stir us, but that you would change us. For, Lord, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Medical experts tell us that we are 40% bone, tendon, and muscle. 40%. But 60%, we are made up of water. So that means if you are 150 pounds, you have 12 gallons of water in your body. 12 gallons. That means that you and I are like walking, talking water balloons. (laughs) 60% of our bodies is water. Just like an engine needs oil to run, our bodies need water to live. Jesus, in the Passover, as far as we know from the Bible, he doesn't drink anything for 20 hours. And we know that he's hanging on the cross. He's been beaten. He's been whipped. He's lost so much blood. He's been nailed to a cross in the heat of the day. And without a doubt, he is physically dehydrated. But I remind us that in the very beginning of the crucifixion, the Lord Jesus Christ was given an opportunity to drink. The soldiers came and offered him something. It says this in Mark chapter 15, verse 23. The soldiers tried to give Jesus wine mixed with myrrh to drink, but he refused it. Even though he was dehydrated, he refused it. But then he hung on the cross for six more hours. And scholars tell us that the last three words he says, including I thirst, he said in the last seconds of his life. So in the last seconds of his life, Why now did he want something to drink and that he would say, I thirst, but before, deny the drink? Well, our passage tells us. It says in John chapter 19, 28, later, knowing that everything had been finished and the scriptures would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar, important. A jar of wine vinegar was there so that they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. Verse 28 says, so that the scriptures would be fulfilled. Jesus said, I am thirsty. What's that all about? Hundreds and hundreds of years, literally thousands of years, God was telling the nation of Israel, I'm sending a Messiah. I'm sending a Messiah. And you will know who he is, because he will fulfill the prophecies in the Old Testament. And there are over 331 prophecies. And we know that Jesus Christ claimed that he was the Messiah. He was the Messiah. And did you know that the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled all 331 prophecies in his lifetime? As a matter of fact, one of the prophecies is fulfilled right here when he says, I thirst. It's a prophecy that's found in Psalm 69, 21, and it says this. 
They put gall in my food and gave vinegar-like wine for my thirst. Vinegar-like wine. Now, what's the chances of that particular drink being at the cross when Jesus Christ was dying? And hundreds and hundreds of years before Christ was ever born, in the Psalms, the Psalms would say that they would give him wine-like vinegar or vinegar-like wine. What's the chances of that? Well, first of all, we need to understand, scholars tell us that that drink that they gave Jesus was a very popular drink. It was a popular drink in Greece and Rome at the time, and it was the drink that the soldiers would drink. It was called Pasca. And Pasca was made up of old wine that had gone bad, and then they put some water in it, mixed it around in some herbs, and they called it Pasca. That's what they gave to Jesus. But what's the chances that that particular drink would be popular in the day that when Christ would die? Here's a better illustration. What is the chances of the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilling all 331 of those prophecies? I told you this before, but there's a man named Peter Stoner. He, he wrote a book called Science Speaks. He's a mathematician. And he said one person, one man fulfilling eight prophecies... The chances of that are 1 in 10 to the 17th power. That's 1 with 17 zeros behind it. Now, that's a massive number, big number, hard to put your head around. So he gave us an illustration to help us understand the odds of that happening. And he said this. He said, imagine for a moment that we have enough silver dollars to cover the state of Texas two feet deep. And then you take one of those silver dollars and you put an X on it and you hide it somewhere in the state of Texas. And then you take an individual, you put that person in the city of Dallas, you blindfold that, blindfold that person and tell that individual you can go anywhere you want in the state of Texas, but the first time you reach down and pick up a silver dollar, you've got to pick up the one that has the X on it. That's the odds. That means one with 17 zeros behind it. But then, Stephen Stoner says this. The odds of someone fulfilling 48 of the 331 prophecies is one with 157 zeros behind it. Then he doesn't even try to attempt to illustrate that because it's beyond our comprehension. So for the Lord Jesus Christ to fulfill all 331 prophecies is unfathomable. You can't even put your head around it. But I love what Max Licato says in his book, He Chose the Nails. This is what he says. Why in the final moments was Jesus determined to fulfill prophecy? Why? Because he knew we would doubt. He knew we would question And since he did not want our heads to keep his love from our hearts, he used his final moments to offer proof that he was the Messiah. It's safe to say that a number of us in this room, one time or another, have thought in our minds, is Jesus Christ really the Messiah? Is he really the Son of God? I remind you today that the Lord Jesus Christ did not just fulfill one or eight or 48, he fulfilled all 331 prophecies, which most he could not control. He could not control the fact that he would be crucified by the Roman soldiers. 
I remind us today, when we begin to doubt or question, I encourage you to do this, to remember this word, I am thirsty. For what Jesus Christ is really saying to us is this, I am who I said I am. I am the Messiah. I am the Son of God. I am the Savior of the world. Because he's fulfilling prophecy. Remember what Jesus Christ said in John chapter 7, 37. He said this, If anyone, listen to those words, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow within him. Jesus alone can quench your thirst, your spiritual thirst. Remember, we can't live without water. Our bodies will die. If we do not drink water, we die. If we do not drink of Christ, we spiritually die. But if we drink water, we will live. And if we drink of Christ, we we will live spiritually forever. Listen, if your spirit is dehydrated, Jesus Christ can hydrate right now in your life. For he said, anyone, anyone who's thirsty, I can quench your spiritual thirst. Why? Because I am the one that can forgive. I can quench your thirst. I am the one who can redeem. I can quench your thirst. I am the one who can bring you back into a right relationship with the Heavenly Father. I can quench your thirst. I am the one because I died because I am the Messiah. I am the Son of God. I am the Savior. But here's the invitation, folks, and here's the deal. That you can stand in the Colorado River waist deep in water and you can still you can still die there how does that happen if you are unwilling to stoop down and pull up water out of that river and drink it you're going to die the same thing is true right now we can be waist deep in Jesus Christ in this moment for Jesus is here But if you refuse to walk away from here without ever giving your life to Jesus Christ, without admitting that you need a Savior, without transferring your trust to the Lord Jesus Christ and surrendering yourself to him, then you'll be spiritually dead forever. But if you give your life to Jesus Christ, he will quench your thirst forever and ever. Because he said... I'm thirsty. And when he said that, he declared to us, I am the Messiah. Don't walk out these doors without coming to that one, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Let's pray together. If you'd like to kneel, you can, if that's possible. O Lord Jesus Christ, who even though you wonderfully fashioned all things, stooped to take upon yourself human form, and being found in human form, endured the cross, despising its shame. We love you for every parched and painful moment spent on our behalf, that we might drink of the water of life freely and live. Even as your strength was dried up like a potsherd, 
and your tongue cleave to the jaws of your mouth. It was that springs of living water might well up within us unto eternal life. With grateful hearts, we praise you this day. In Jesus' name, amen.